Saturday, June 1st. A lot of stuff happened today in regards to sports. We'll jump into most of that stuff. But the one thing I want to emphasize on, spoiler alerts, is the Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua heavyweight boxing fight. So stick around for that. We're going to jump into it. As you heard from the intro, I will say again, spoiler alert for anyone who did not watch the Anthony Joshua fight and the Andy Ruiz fight, there are some spoilers to come. We're going to talk about some of the other things that took place today, Saturday, June 1st, because it was a big day for sports. A lot of events across hap, uh, across different sport uh, uh, sports happened today, and uh, we're going to talk about those, but I want to lead with what I mentioned before. If you did not watch Andy Ruiz Jr. made history by being the first Mexican-American heavyweight champion when he knocked out TKO, technical knockout, uh, handed Anthony Joshua's first loss via TKO in the seventh round. Now, if you weren't watching this, he had knocked him down more than a, a couple of times. Knocked him down, I believe, twice in the third, and in the seventh, he knocked him down twice as well. And the second one, he just couldn't get up from it. One of the big factors that, that took place in in the fight was, I think, the travel. It started with the travel. You know, a lot of people argue that happened even before then because he wasn't necessarily, it wasn't looking like he was taking it serious. But the travel definitely affected him first time fighting in the U.S. And he was acting like he was not even in a boxing fight, waving at the crowd. He was, you know, tweeting out with Drake, which Troy sent me, showing that he was... um uh, talking about breaking the curse. And there was just a lot of confidence on his part that he was going to win. Now he handled the loss very well. I would say he was a very good sportsman, but are you kidding me? He lost to Andy Ruiz Jr. Now I know uh, Troy was telling me, Adonijah called it and said that this was a bad matchup, which we knew was a bad matchup, but there was no way that he was going to lose. No way. There was no way he could lose because then it was going to be Wilder on the other end talking, which that's already happened. It looks like Wilder has already gone to Twitter and said he wasn't a true champion. His whole career was consisted of lies, contradictions, and gifts. Yes, facts. And now we know who was running from who. Hashtag till this day. And uh, I mean, I, there's no arguing that. You know, we don't know what happened. On the other end of that, he said that they were trying to work things out and finances weren't coming together or whatever. This is just, I mean, this maybe gives us an inside look. But go, going back to the fight, I, I will talk about that. Go back to the fight. So Andy Ruiz, right, he gets knocked down initially and Joshua's doing all, you know, pretty well. He's using his jab and he's kind of keeping him, he's yeah, keeping Andy at distance and, and he, you know, he knocks him down. But then Andy just comes back with a fury. He has that Mexican style and just keeps pushing forward and, uh, uh, he just wouldn't let up. He was relentless. He kept going to the body. Joshua was trying to cover his face. Bam, body shot. He was literally taking the wind out of him. And I'm not joking when I say that. He was taking the wind. You can see it. You can see it. That's how bad it was. And it's probably going down as one of the biggest upsets in boxing history. Definitely of the century. You know, with the Muhammad Ali, Sonny Liston, that was a big one. Obviously, uh, Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson was a big one. But this one, I mean... Are you kidding me? No one, 
Vegas, 40 to one odds in Vegas. Imagine how much money you could have won. And there's probably people, people putting money out there in Mexico, even if it's a little bit of money on Ruiz that just made it big. Uh, unbel- I, I was, I'm still shocked about it. I can't believe it. He just, Joshua just got outboxed and he was, you putting the pressure on and you can see that he was not comfortable with that pressure. You know, with, uh, against Klitschko, he had come back. He had taken a bump and come back and recovered from it. He did not recover in this one. He just, you could see it, especially in the seventh round. When he got knocked the first time, he got up. And, you know, less than 30 seconds later, maybe 40 seconds later, he got knocked down again. And that was because Ruiz was just bringing the pressure. Wasn't giving him a chance to, uh, 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 to give him, you know, to hug him and, and, and buy himself some time. Nope. Keep that separation, but also keep him close. It was just, it was just going to town on him. So it definitely a fight. You guys need to watch the replay. It's one of those things that's going to be talked about for a very long time. The announcers were just as shocked as I'm sure most of us at home were. So it was more entertaining than we thought. Wilder again already chirping in. He's scheduled to fight Fury uh, uh, coming up. Uh, Fury's got a fight in June. So I think him and Fury are probably going to fight somewhere in, uh, you know, I don't know, October, uh, November, somewhere around there. And, um, Maybe even December, but yeah, this, this changes a lot now with the Wilder and, and Joshua fight. Again, Joshua suffered his first loss today, tonight, Saturday, June 1st against Andy Ruiz Jr. Uh, I'm still in shock about it. I, I'm curious to see what everyone else is going to be talking about. I am going on Twitter right now to see what, uh, what are some of the latest tweets about it. And, um, let me see. Ooh, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. I, I'm still in shock. I can't, I seriously can't believe that that happened. I know that, you know, that it was, uh, it, it was bound to happen and Joshua was going to take a loss and, and we'll see how he, how he comes back from this because he's never lost before. So we'll see if he can turn it around, come back from it and, and, and see what kind of boxer he is. Klitschko definitely did it, but, uh, it, it's going to take him mentally. It's going to take him who he's going to really have to, he's going to have to really buckle down and, and take a look at that tape and see if it really was travel. If it was, uh, which if it, if it had something to do with travel, he should have trained better, but you know, down here or whatever. But so I don't want to hear that excuse. I hope he doesn't go that route. You know, that, that kind of, you know, I just, I would, that wouldn't do it for me if you blamed it on that, but you know, it could have an effect. It could be, maybe he wasn't focused enough or whatever. Was it something in the camp or was Ruiz really better? Or did he just slip up? Did he just get too uh, uh, confident and get too uh, impatient and want to go in there and just knock Ruiz out and and got caught? You know, we'll see as as a little bit of time goes on. But there's definitely an immediate rematch clause, which he he already said he's going to exercise. The promoter already said that he's going to exercise. And that fight will probably take place in November, December. So look out for that. And um, I mean, give me your thoughts. What are your guys' thoughts on it? What I mean, most of you guys probably had AJ beating Wilder prior to this because Wilder was more of a loose cannon, powerful puncher. Uh, but Joshua was definitely the more technical, uh, uh, more box savvy individual. Now that does, I mean, his chin was tested and it was shown that it might not hold up. We'll see. I don't know. A lot of thing. A lot of people's opinions changed tonight. Uh, I'd like to know what you guys think. But moving on now. So I'm going to start at the morning. The morning there was a ESPN Plus. There was a UFC with uh um uh, that took place in in uh in in Sweden, Stockholm, Sweden, I believe. 
And it was the main event featured Alexander Gustafson against Anthony Smith and Jimmy Manwai against Alexander Rakic. So I just want to talk about those. I want to focus on those two fights. Now let's start with the co-main event. If you did not watch that fight, it was brutal. It was insane. Alexander, again, these are spoiler alerts. Alexander Rakic knocks out Jimmy Manawai with a beautiful combo. And it wasn't even the combo. It was, so it was a head kick, but it was set up by a, by, by two punches to the, as he was moving backwards, he right, left, and then threw that kick. And oh my gosh, he caught him perfect. Just boom. And knocked him down instantly out. And that was it. Night, night. I tweeted about it this morning because it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. And, uh, little did I know that that wasn't going to be the most shocking thing later on that, that night, you know, morning for us, uh, Alexander Gustafson gets upset by Anthony Smith, rear naked choke in the fourth quarter, or sorry, I'm sorry, the fourth round. And Alexander Gustafson did not take it well. He said, that's all folks. He took his gloves off. He went, he went full undertaker and took his gloves off and just left them in the middle of the, uh, or not the middle of the octagon. That's over exaggerating a little bit, but left them on the octagon. And walked out. So he went like full Undertaker and saying that, you don't know, he doesn't know what happened, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then he said, well, that's all, folks. Put his stuff down and walked out. So there may be a retirement that just occurred. Uh, and, and we'll find out more about it. Dana White's already congratulated him. So John Jones went on and congratulated him and told him that he's a warrior. He doesn't believe it, but he's a warrior. But if he really is giving it up, then, you know, he kept the... Uh, light heavyweight division to a standard and he thanked him for that. Obviously, John Jones has been in, you know, in and out of fighting for the last four years. And, uh, you know, even though we know that he's technically gifted and technically the best light heavyweight, he hasn't been able to consistently fight. And that's due to, um, you know, some one thing or another popping up in his, uh, in his samples, in his test results. You know, it's legal substances that pop up, whether they're micro doses or not, you know, there's arguments to be had that we've kind of talked about them, but that's the other big thing. I, I, are you guys shocked that Gustafson lost and Anthony Smith won? Or do you think Anthony Smith, knowing that he had that heart of a line was just that much better? You know, a lot of people look at it and see Anthony Smith's 32 and 14. You see those 14 losses and think, okay, well, this guy has, has lost a lot. You know what? But a lot of times people turn it around and this could be his turnaround. The only problem is is that John Jones is what stands in his way from that title. And no one in the light heavyweight division right now is going to beat John Jones. In my opinion, Gustafson had the best chance years ago. Didn't do it. You know, they say Cormier. Cormier, you always can see, was there was always something there that he wasn't. There was a stigma. And I didn't think he was ever going to beat him. Um, didn't happen. Shouts out to Johnny Bones. He's uh, He's doing his thing. You can't deny him as one of the best, if not the best, UFC fighter to ever, to ever do this, you know. He, uh, you asked Dana White, he might tell you that, you, you know, a lot of people say Melianenko is one of the best fighters to ever fight pound for pound, but Dana White doesn't agree. Obviously thinks that the promotion over there in pride was crap. And a lot of his fights were, you know, not very good, but it was the way he won that I think made everyone acknowledge his greatness. Just like John Jones, he has been in and out of trouble. He's been this and that. We're not going to even talk about that because those are shadows on someone's career that we don't need to be bringing up. But what I will say is that he's come back from almost every single time with victories and you can't take that away from him. You know, they, they substance and all this other crap or whatever, but looking at his performances in the ring, or the octagon, I'm sorry, what he does, how he dominates, you can't take that from him. He is the best light heavyweight champion ever was. Uh, maybe even the best UFC fighter that ever was. So 
Shouts out to him. Moving on now to the uh, snooze fest that was the Champions League finals. Oh my gosh. Okay, so right from the get-go, we had some entertainment. Uh, we saw that Siko had fouled. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. did not foul. He had a handball in the box, clear handball. His arm was extended, clear handball within 30 seconds of the of the match. What happens next? Salah puts it in. So the initial time was at the two-minute mark. He scored a penalty. So right out in it, two minutes into the game, Liverpool's already up. Tottenham already shooting themselves in the foot. Now, most people had Liverpool as the favorite. You know, unless you're a Tottenham fan or you're hiding under a rock and just started watching soccer, you probably thought Tottenham had a chance to win. Liverpool was a heavy favorite, uh, especially what they did after they, they played Barcelona. And that's the other thing. When they played Barcelona, there was killers on that side. I mean, killers. And then I expect them to show up here. I don't know who these clowns were, but that definitely wasn't the stigma that was in this game. Anyway, you continue the snooze fest and there was a lot of, uh, I say snooze fest because it was, um, I don't even think Tottenham had a single shot on goal the first half. They, they were, everyone was just playing in the 18 yard box and the final third lose it and then counterattack, lose it, bam, 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 bam. So it was like ping pong and, and not the type of ping pong where you enjoy when you see those matches. You're like, Oh man, this is a really good defensive effort. I'm talking about dumb mistakes, stupid mistakes, bad passes, lead off passes, um, just misreading situations. And so it, it was, it was bad. And then it officially in the 87th minute, uh, Origi scored. He came in for Firmino and like the, I want to say the 60 minute more, you know, at the 60th, 57, 58th minute, he came in for Firmino. You could see he wasn't, uh, fully recovered. He wasn't playing his best. Harry Kane wasn't playing his best. Yet they got to start. Luca, uh, um, Lucas Mora should have, I mean, he should have played, I thought, but you know, he, he jumped in as a sub and, you know, he almost had an immediate impact, but it didn't happen. I don't know why they didn't start him. I would have, but I guess you go with what you trust, even though Harry Kane wasn't a hundred percent. Hadn't played since I believe April 9th in the match against, uh, uh, Man City, Manchester City. And you know what, what can you do that? They regrets two zero good for Liverpool. Uh, they got their sixth Champions League. Tottenham was in their first UFC, uh, UCL championship and they did not impress and they did not hold their own. If there was only two people on the field that I felt wanted it, and that was Son and Trippier. Those two men right there were ones that you can see were actually trying to battle. Trippier did a good job of slowing down Mane. He also did a good job countering. But again, terrible passes, terrible misreadings, uh, just everything. Erickson played dog just awful he had a free kick that was nice it was saved but at, at the end of the day he had some over the top shots over the crossbar and it just it was a deli alley had some opportunities where they just they weren't ready they shouldn't have been there ajax should have been the one there and that would have been a great champions league but shouts out to the liverpool fans i know it sounds like i'm bashing it it's not your fault you guys got the opponent you guys did but it is your fault that you guys didn't play to your standard you guys played a terrible game but even us as fans, like me myself, I knew even if you guys played a terrible game or an average game, you guys would still beat them. That's how much they should not have been there. You guys played a below average game and you guys ended up winning. So you guys did what I expect you guys to do in the first place. The reason why I'm disappointed in you guys is because you guys should have been those same killers at Barcelona. You guys were in, in, against Barcelona. You guys would have had that. The camp knew it was just killers. You guys would have definitely made this more entertaining and more enjoyable for the fans. But 
the end of the day, a win's a win. Can't take that away. Shouts out to Buddy, Buddy Lindsay. He's a big Liverpool fan. They got their victory. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. Those are the three things I thought were pretty huge. You know, obviously Champions League final comes to, finally comes to a wrap. And, um, and the whole coaches circus is going on and, you know, we'll know more officially when, when it goes down, but <clears throat> we don't know a lot of what's going on. Hazard supposedly is on his way to Chelsea. Uh, I'm sorry, not Chelsea. He's on his way out of Chelsea to Real Madrid. Did they pay the buyout? Not sure. We'll find out. But, you know, stick around for that. We'll be dropping anything soon. I haven't really dropped anything recently. That's only because, obviously, I mentioned New Baby that came. And it's taken up a lot of time. But uh, uh, he is here and he is healthy. And we are happy to have him. So, um, you know, keep keep us in mind whenever you're, you're looking at podcasts. I'm going to continue to drop these podcasts at least for the next, I'd say, two months. I'd, I'd like to drop at least four more, so at least twice a month to stay a little bit consistent. I do have a special guest coming in next Thursday, so I will actually be dropping that on Friday, the 7th of June. It's going to be very interesting. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but this individual has and hosts their own talk show. And uh, it's, I'm very excited to talk with them just because it's a, it's a friend of mine. Uh, we, we've, you know, we've gone through a couple of things that I thought were very interesting. Like, you know, he brought me onto an indoor soccer team and things like that. We'll talk about all that stuff. I don't want to get too much into it, but uh, great guy, um, you know, doing good things for himself. And so, you know, happy for him, really excited to bring him on. So that way you guys get get in the mind and the inside of him a little bit and get to know him, his personality, things like that, things that might not come out on the show, but you know, you guys just stick around for that. And uh, again, thanks for tuning into the culture punch podcast. Keep us in mind for your sports, your culture, everything. We've got plenty of things to talk about. Subjects are always out there. Twitter handle at culture underscore punch, Instagram and Facebook are at culture punch podcast. You can send questions. Let me know what it is that you guys want answered what you cut topics you guys are interested in hearing things like that if i misspeak on anything correct me i'm not one whatever you can correct me if i my stats are wrong anything like that i usually stat check but you know i'm in the heat of things you know sometimes you know i might i might exaggerate one thing or two i try not to but um you know it's it's always fun to get that feedback so keep tuning in and we'll talk to you guys again soon thank you for 